Hello and welcome to Grain Insight, a CN update on getting your grain to market. I'm David Shudnovic and joining me is Chantel Paul, Vice President of Network Operations Supply Chain. Chantel, this crop year has seen more than its fair share of weather extremes. This past fall saw one of the most challenging harvests in recent memory, with multiple snowfall events recorded over wide areas of the western prairies, hitting Alberta and northwestern Saskatchewan especially hard. Harvest stalled for five to six weeks in spots and it created an exceptional amount of stress for farmers. In the first three months of the crop year, grain shippers self-canceled the equivalent of over 700,000 tons of shipping, due mostly to the impact of harvest delays. In spite of those challenges, the pace of CN grain shipping out of Western Canada through February 19th was 15.77 million tons, 560,000 tons ahead of the previous record pace of 2016-17, and 1.85 million tons ahead of last year's pace. That being said, another factor has come to bear on the grain supply chain in recent weeks, and that's been unprecedented extreme cold. Thanks, David. It is fair to say that CN has demonstrated solid performance this year, but we also take nothing for granted, especially with the winter we are having. Winter comes every year, but what changes is the severity and persistence of extreme cold that can adversely impact grain supply chain performance. Extreme cold not only affects rail infrastructure, rolling stock, motive power, and the people operating the railroad, it also affects the facilities and people moving grain in the country. Now, Ron, what temperature starts to impact rail operations? The tipping point is minus 25 degrees Celsius. Below that temperature, steel rail, steel wheels, and long compressed air brake systems become more vulnerable to problems that can disrupt normal operations. Welded rails become less flexible and can break, and frozen gaskets leak air at brake hose couplings. The most immediate consequence is the need to reduce train lengths to ensure safe operation of a train's braking system. To work properly, a train's brakes rely on sufficient air pressure through the length of the train. The extreme cold interferes with that air pressure, making it harder to maintain. As a result, trains must be shortened for safety reasons. Now, can you get into a bit more detail, and how can the use of distributed locomotive power or air repeater cars within the train consist mitigate the impact of cold temperatures? Sure. Average train length during normal operating conditions for a bulk train is 12,000 feet. In Tier 1 restrictions between minus 25 degrees Celsius and minus 30 degrees Celsius, train length is reduced to 8,000 feet. But when we employ distributed power, we run 11,000 feet. At Tier 2, which is minus 30 degrees Celsius to 35 degrees Celsius, train length is reduced to 6,000 feet or half its normal length. When it hits minus 35 degrees Celsius, conventional train length is down to just 4,500 feet and just 7,500 feet using distributive power. This is all about ensuring operational safety. CN's actions in advance of winter 2018 to increase network resiliency by investing in locomotives, crews, and network capacity-enhancing projects really showed when Tier 1 restrictions went into place this year. CN was able to move more traffic in winter conditions that were harsher than last year. It showed in the numbers, too. Between December and January, CN set records for Western Canadian grain shipping, moving 4.7 million metric tons compared to 4.2 million tons, same time last crop year. In January, CN averaged over 5,200 spots of grain hoppers per week between CN hoppers and private hoppers versus maximum sustainable supply chain capacity of 4,000 CN hoppers spotted per week. In December, excluding the last week when terminals slow for the holidays, we were doing over 5,500 spots per week. Now, the network started getting hit really hard by extreme cold around late January and first half of February. Worst cold snap in Saskatchewan in 80 years. In the first 15 days of February, Regina and Saskatoon experienced 11 and 10 days respectively, where daytime highs failed to reach minus 20 degrees Celsius. Coldest February in Edmonton in 40 years. 
Yes, and I can attest to that because I live in Edmonton. So compared to the first month and a half of last year, we've seen a 65% increase in the number of nights below minus 30 degrees Celsius. For a basket of 11 key stations on CN's network running through the West, Northern Ontario, and the Northern U.S., we observed 16 occasions where temperatures dipped below minus 40 degrees Celsius versus zero instances over the same period in 2018. Minus 40 degrees Celsius, temperatures where CN stops operations in order to keep employees safe and mitigate the risk of mainline disruptions. We actually had to introduce a new tier called a Tier 4 restriction category this year where we had weather at or below minus 40. CN basically stops operating between 10 at night and 8 in the morning in that part of the network experiencing that extreme cold. David, it is all about safety. Thanks for your time, Chantel, and thanks for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN.